So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. This is your co-host, Emily Jordan, with my co-host, Andrew. <laughs> the way you said that, I was like, all of our listeners are our co-hosts. Which, yeah. in a way, kind of it kind of fits. Okay. Kind yeah. of, not really, but kind of. I mean, cause it just came out funny. Here all. at Outpost of Heaven, the podcast, our goal is to just spur conversation in your home. Um, yep, we're because, not professionals or experts yeah, in any way. Yeah, we're not coming this from expert. We, we want to just be like, we want you to be able to have conversations with your friends. Or feel like you're having a conversation with your friends about gospel topics. Yeah, totally. And kind of like exploring it. And so nothing we say is is authoritative unless we're like quoting something, then like that's the authority. But it's yeah. we're never the authority or the experts. No. Right? We're just sharing our experiences and our thoughts, and we hope that you feel a desire to kind of continue these conversations in your own home with your own friends and family. Mm-hmm. Besides so if us, you're new, we are your friends and family, but yes, continue well. these conversations outside of this podcast. Yes. So welcome if you're new and welcome back if you're back. old. If you're back. <laughs> if you're back. <laughs> so this is episode 116. Mm-hmm. Take 39. Yeah. If you've been following along on Instagram, um, we had a little mishap recording this episode a few days ago because it's covid's fault well yes this is about covid but also ruth spilled medicine on our mic and we thought it was okay and then it ended up not being and we didn't realize it until after we already recorded and it was all crackly and terrible terrible yes. sounding but luckily we have another set of mics that are actually nicer they're just a little more complicated to use and so generally unless we're recording with a large group of people we Use our our, uh, our more mobile mic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this is another take of this conversation, yeah. and I'm, which always feels weird because like you want it to be genuine. Yeah, and so we we have things so, that we love that we talked about last time, and so we've done this before where we've had to re-record things, even with guests. It's always better the second time. It's always better the second time, and it's it's not a good idea to try and force yourself to say the same thing. Like to have the same conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. we try and have very genuine conversations, and so we, we don't try and have like bullet points that we have to hit right or like a, a hard outline. So it, all of our guests can tell you like our, our outlines are pretty bare they're usually just a couple points or a couple questions mm-hmm. and then we kind of go where the conversation or where the spirit leads yeah. after that uh but i'm grateful that we are re-recording re- we are re-recording and that that other mic is ruined i'm not happy it's ruined but i'm able to i've been able to fulfill one of my podcasting dreams which is i am podcasting in a hammock Yes, right you are. Now. <laughs> I will promptly take a picture and she is taking a picture as we as we speak. So we have the hammock in the corner of our room. It's it's not like a full hammock, it's a little like chair hammock mm-hmm. that's secured to the ceiling. Yes. And I love it. And Emily does It's his like favorite it. spot in the house, probably. I love it, yeah. Especially when the house is clean. It's not comfortable. It just like hurts like, my back and my bum. Oh, it's so nice. And my knees. 
Because my legs don't touch the ground, so they just hang on that weird rope. Well, if you, they don't touch the ground, you got to fold your legs. Anyway, that's not <laughs> what we're here about. Okay. Uh, so well, before we wanted to dive into COVID, mm-hmm. there's been something that's been on our minds a lot lately that we wanted to just take a, a few minutes and and vent to you guys about, I guess. Not really vent, just share. Just share some thoughts we had. Yeah. So, Hannah, why don't you, why don't you kind of explain the, the thing that's been bothering us? Well, um, right, We've been trying to figure out how to appropriately deal with it. Yeah, it just... It seems like there are a lot of voices out there. And not it seems. There are a lot of voices out there. Um, specifically on social media. And it's just really hard to feel like the good Christ-centered content that you put out um, is making a difference. It is valued, because yeah. it's not loud, if that makes sense. It seems like whatever's the loudest is the thing that's like the right thing. And the loud things typically are not the Christ-centered content. It's all of the um, anti-Christ-centered content. (laughs) Not even anti-Christ, but like um, people that, well, I guess it would be anti-Christ, but people that are picking apart pieces of the gospel and like to criticize or to, um, to, Preach it as the gospel according to Frank or Sarah or whatever. And, and I think but, even, even less than that, because, I mean, people could say, oh, well, Andrew and Emily are preaching the gospel according to them, which I don't... We, yeah. I would I say that's not what we're doing. I would say we're just talking about... We're just talking about it. And we're exploring ideas and whatnot, um, and always trying to remain true to the gospel. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem is where we have people trying to... Uh, trying to change the church, and I say that not just referring to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but just to, to Christianity, trying to change the church um, to fit a political narrative. That's what it is. Yeah. Or a personal narrative. Like and it really is a political To narrative. change the commandments or to change the doctrine. To, to change fit, the standards of the church. To fit yeah. their their lifestyle yeah whatever their their agenda is and and then to go about on social media and preach that like it's okay to not follow a certain commandment or it's okay to break this um because god understands you and you're not doing anything wrong it's just like those voices like so many people can like resonate with it and they feel like validated because someone else said it so then it becomes like the loud thing right and and here's the weird thing this is how um this is why I think it's it's a serious problem. Uh, I, I think that it is very natural and even good to examine the church and examine ourselves and say, hey, what about what I'm doing right now is based solely in church culture that is also contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ? I don't think it's a good enough question to say, hey, is this culture or is this... The, the culture, or is this like church culture or the culture of Christ? Mm-hmm. Because I think church culture can be a good thing, even if it's not 100% um, like doctrinal. If it builds and it brings people closer to Christ, it's good, right? Uh, and so the question is, okay, is it, we need to be asking ourselves, is this behavior, this thing, or this, this point of view, is it bringing me closer to Christ? And... Um, or sorry, is it is it contradicting the gospel? Or, yeah, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then you can change that. So I think that's a good thing. But I think people have taken that 
that idea and they've just ran with it. And they've gone, you know, they've taken a mile, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, so, oh, keep going. You know, and, and so you get these people who, um, there's like a, a whole subculture, I think, in most ch- most churches now, especially most big churches, of people trying to tear down the church and make it more woke. Mm-hmm. And not even just woke. I say woke because that's the one that's the most on my mind recently. But you see this also from people on the right, where they're like trying to change aspects of the church to match their own personal political beliefs. And anytime you're trying to change the church to reflect your political beliefs more directly, like that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And. And again, backing up, one of the one of the things that shows me that there's an issue right now is how much more popular posts or uh, stories are if they have some like some angle in, in which they're tearing down the church. Like, mm-hmm. I, like one I saw the other day. I mean, I won't say like specifics of it, but it was like. Like one of those question boxes where it was like, tell me your honest opinion about this commandment. And then it got like tons of like um, feedback that was like, oh, I hate this. Or like, oh, this is so like the patriarchy and like, oh, like yeah. tons and tons of like criticism ab- about this commandment. And, a- and it just like showed me how many members of our church at least are like not abiding by the commandments and then also willing to like tear other people yeah. down Do, about it. Like, are you fine if I go into specifics about this or would you rather kind of just leave it? I, I mean, I don't mind. I don't think we need to go into it. I, okay. Unless you want to. I, I mean, I think, um, I don't know. What do you think? Are you fine if I go into the, into the details or would you rather me not? Sure. So, uh, we've talked about the temple before on the podcast. And so for the, and for those of our listeners who are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, when we as members of our church go into the temple, we make special covenants with our Father. Uh, and part of those covenants are, are to, or part of those covenants is to wear what we call the temple garment to remind us of our temple covenants. And we promise to wear it basically all the time, unless we're doing some activity that precludes us from, from wearing the garment. And so things like showering or like swimming, swimming or so some that, people don't wear them for sports or for exercise. And that's right. Yeah. Um, and there's not a whole lot of specifics given, but mm-hmm. the, the general, the, the thing that you promise is to wear it at all times. And then you understand that there are, there are potential exceptions, but there's a growing movement among kind of, I don't know if they're woke or it's not just woke. It's just like the, no, it's not even just. Like it's just a like detractor. Thing. I'm just going to call it the detractors. So these people who are like detracting from the church, who are pushing for people to wear garments less. So they're saying, "Oh, this is a a this th- is a suggestion, or this is like not as serious as it really is." Or, right. You know, and we're not here to like to judge people or to say, "Oh, you should like." Like, you're bad because you're doing this or bad because you're doing that. I, I just have a problem when, when people are 
preaching about it or talking about it and diluting the doctrine behind it. Mm-hmm. All right, and so for people who are not members of our church, it may not seem like it's a big deal, but we we covenant to basically wear it all the time. It's not like like most Christians when they wear a cross necklace or anything like that. That is like a personal symbol, but it's not like a covenant symbol. Like you haven't covenanted to to wear it. I mean, it's it's really akin to, to wear the cross. You yeah, mean. yeah, it's really akin to Samson from the Old Testament. So Samson covenanted to not cut his hair. Okay. Right, and then. Uh, through some circumstances, he was like, uh, like he was never supposed to cut his hair, and then ended up getting his hair cut because he was sleeping with Jezebel. Story's more complicated than that, but that's like the basic. Jezebel. Yeah, I think it's Jezebel. Mm. That's where that comes from, I think. I think Samson and Delilah, or something. No. Who's Delilah? <laughs> I don't even know. Delilah was. Oh my gosh. Um. Can you look that up while I finish this thought? Yes. Okay. So it's anyway, it's a covenant thing. And <clears throat> there are a lot of people who are who are like preaching this idea that, oh, that's not actually that important. You know, it's between me and the Lord and I'm he's fine if it I It was Delilah. It was Delilah? Who's Jezebel? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, geez. I don't know the Old Testament thought as well. Delilah, in the Old Testament, the central figure of Samson's last love story, she was a Philistine who bribed to entrap Samson, coaxed him into revealing that the secret of his strength was his long hair, whereupon she took advantage of his confidence to betray him to his enemies. Wow. And Jezebel was a Phoenician princess, daughter of Ethbaal, king of Zidonians, and wife of Ahab, king of Israel. This marriage, more than any other single event, caused the downfall of the northern kingdom, as Jezebel introduced into Israel the worst forms of Phoenician worship in places of worship of Jehovah. Okay, so never mind. So now we know the difference between Between Delilah and Delilah. (laughs) (laughs) So, sorry about that. That little uh, and the the frustrating part for me is how much more popular uh, these detracting posts are than these pro posts. And so if you went on and posted something about like keeping your covenants or about uh, sharing the gospel or about where if as you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints wearing your garments, even though it's generally a sacred thing, so we don't frequently post about it or talk about it. Right. But if you were to do that, you would get very few, you get very little engagement. Mm-hmm. But if you get on and you have some like detracting type post, you get tons of engagement. Even if you have a small account, right? it just gets pushed up for super aggressively for some reason. Yeah. So I just, it's a really frustrating thing as like someone that's, you know, we have this Christ-centered home and family podcast and... Like, it's really, really hard to grow it because we are trying our best to stay, I don't even know what Like, committed. Like, trying, or, like, staying committed to the gospel and not trying to, like, water it down or not trying to, like, provide people with um, excuses. Or a space of, like, to complain. A space to complain or yeah. to vent about. The gospel, I guess. Yeah, or vent about standards that they don't like. Yeah. Right? Like, so we're, we're not, not about, about that. that. Not oh. about that at all. Hey, Jinx. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that's just something... We're here to tell you that you should keep your covenants, and you should keep the commandments. Yeah. Because... And we'll talk about how it, it's hard. Yeah. Like, we're very open and we're kind of here to talk about how hard it is, but then 
what we can do to make it work and mm-hmm. why it's worth it to make it work as opposed to building consensus around this idea of, of complaining. And I, I just, I wish that, why don't you share, share your quote? I think you have, you have something. Okay. To share well, um, I, we've been thinking about this a lot and then I read this a couple days ago. Um, it's a quote from M. Russell Ballard and I'll, sh- I'll put the, um, the link in the show notes if you want to go and read the talk. It's called Men and Women and the Priesthood Power. Um, but he said, I leave you my witness and my testimony that we are in a day and a time when we must stand in unity as men and women, young men and young women, boys and girls. We must stand for the plan of our Heavenly Father. We must defend him. He is being pushed aside. We cannot stand idly by as members of the church and allow that to continue to happen without being courageous enough to let our voices be heard. And my main question, I guess, after reading that was like, how can we make our voices heard Yeah. when it feels like this competition of loudness? But at the same time, like, maybe that's just it. Maybe we are supposed to be like courageous and stand strong in our beliefs and not fight for loudness. Yeah. I don't but know. I don't know because it also says we can't stand idly by. Right. Right. And so, so what does I, that look like? I'm not sure. I don't know. And this is this is the the question that we have is like, okay, well we, we can't get any traction, right? Like, like our our posts and our podcast is growing, right? It's not like it's not mm-hmm. growing. Yeah, like we see the listener numbers and stuff. Yeah, so it is growing, but if we came out and like our whole podcast was like why the the church should change their policy on gay marriage or why the church should i don't know change whatever other thing that, that people are wanting to change that would get so much more attention and traction mm-hmm. than it's terrible satan's at work and and so there's just a couple questions one like, like how do we get people as and how do we be as anxiously engaged in defending the gospel as the detractors of the gospel are in their work. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and how do we do that effectively when a lot of most of this conversation isn't happening in person? Like people aren't having these debates in person for the most part. Most of the most of these things are happening online, and especially right now with with the pandemic. And so, how do we engage in that sphere and defend the church and defend the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, without? Uh, like chasing people away or without like being disagreeable. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and because every time I've tried to do it, it just like every time I've tried to like get on a post of people will say, this is why the church should change their stance on blah, 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 uh, on blah, blah, blah. And I say, well, look, no, this doesn't actually work because of this. And then I'm like the one comment that's defending the church. And then I get eviscerated and then I get like tons of angry direct messages and whatnot, or I'll get like polite direct messages that say they're open to hearing my point of view, and then they're actually not. They're just trying to like twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't know what that actually looks like. And yeah, th- this, I mean, this episode's not really designed or not about figuring out what that answer is. Right. But I mean, a couple things we could do is like, when you see that your friend is 
um, like posting something that is completely in line with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the church of Jesus Christ, share it. Love it. Comment, share it, comment. On, comment on it. Thank them for sharing that thought. Right. Because that would be a, it, a huge amount for that person. Yeah, it means a lot. Even if it, I mean, of course you would want a Christ-centered post to go viral because then more people would know about Jesus Christ. But besides that fact, like you're going to make that person feel so special and thankful that their voice was heard and that yeah. their testimony like meant something to you. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, so I, I think that's a, that's a great a great starting point. Um, and I, I just I feel a strong desire to be more anxiously engaged in defending the church. Yeah. Like I, I really want to be able to be louder and and. and you know, declare as with the the voice of an angel, you know that Christ is risen and that His church is true and that His church is here on the earth and that He loves us and and all of the truths that I I hold dear, uh, and yet the the algorithm is such that the detracting voices are the ones that I get the most traction, mm-hmm. which when the detracting voices get the most traction, <laughs> but yeah, so. It, I would love to hear everybody's thoughts on that. If, if you have had any exceptional experience and and how to, you know, defend the faith loudly, maybe you know, loudly might be the wrong word, but to be anxiously engaged in defending the faith, um, what what kind of success have you found or seen, especially in like the digital realm? Yeah, reach out to us, please, and have this conversation with your friends and family. Find their answers out. And then send us their answers if they're particularly brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so should we talk about our COVID experiences? Oh, yes. Yes. So when we sat down to record this, it was Wednesday of... I'm like, what day is it right now? <laughs> it was August 4th. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Yes, it was August 4th. Emily, it was the last day of Emily's quarantine because she had tested Yes, positive. so I had tested positive for COVID and then it was my last day of quarantine and Andrew was like, I don't feel so good. I was like, oh, I, I said, I have a little bit of congestion. Yeah. Um, I better go get tested before I go back to work tomorrow. And so then Thursday he tested positive. But we recorded the episode as if saying, oh yeah, we're done with it. We're done, we're free. Emily Guys, had we're it, not free. <laughs> I was uh, I was vaccinated, so I don't have to worry about it. And then the next day, I yeah. was t- I tested positive, and then I just kind of crashed for the next yeah from like Thursday morning, like mid morning to sit like Sunday morning. Yeah. I was just kind of dead. So by the time you hear this, though, we will actually be free. Yes, free, free from COVID and free, free from quarantine. So we'll be fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I got it first. We just thought we would talk a little bit about our experiences. and yeah, we, Because we COVID cool is so, like, it's so different for everybody. Yeah. And that's what we kind of learned along the way is, like, I reacted different than Andrew. And Andrew reacts different from someone else. And yeah. it's just, well, and like, I was so vaccinated, weird. So it was doubly, not doubly different, but it was different. Yeah. So. For that reason, too. Yeah. So I got vaccinated. I got my first shot. Um, and then like the, the day I got it, I went to a youth conference and I masked up like the whole time, except for our workshop. 
She didn't know she got it. Like no, she, I didn't know that I had COVID. Yeah. I just like, okay, I got the vaccine, but we're going to be a lot around a lot of people today. I'm going to wear a mask. So I masked up pretty much the entire time, except for our, um, our workshop. We taught a workshop on, um, Christ-like attributes. Yeah. But we were like socially distanced from the yeah, participants. So. Right. Um, Anyway, so that was a Friday, Saturday deal. And then Sunday, I started feeling bad and chalked it up to my reaction to the vaccine. But it all just lingered. And then um, by Wednesday, I was losing my sense of smell and taste. And then Thursday, tested positive. And then after Thursday, it was like, well... You were gone for like a week. I really, like, it hit me hard. I was... I felt like I wasn't even alive. Yeah. Like I just kind of laid there. There like, were two days where I just every laid time there. Emily talked to me. It was a like, what are we going to do if I die? Conversation. Like she was terrible. Seriously, I was like, I'm going to be one of those that you hear about, like pregnant mom dies of COVID. Like I was so freaked out by it, and so like, like I was so down. I was so down. Laying, spent like 95 percent of the time laying on the couch or laying in bed or sleeping. And I would go to bed like before the kids went to bed, and then I would get up at like eight or nine in the morning, and then lay in bed all day long, anyways. Yep. And so then I got mine, and then I was down for two days, really. I mean, this is day like three or four since being tested, right? So I got tested on Thursday. Yeah. Now it's Sunday. So I, I haven't been like super sick for very long, and now like today's been great. I've had a lot of energy today. I just kind of get like waves of, of tiredness. Yeah, One but thing, he didn't lose his smell or taste at all. No, I did not. I lost. I didn't lose my sense of smell either, or my sense of taste. What are you talking about? You said I, I, said I didn't lose my smell or taste. Okay, he like, didn't lose his sense of smell or sense of taste. <laughs> like, it's like if a steak <laughs> lost its smell and lost its taste. Oh, okay. It, it, I understand. What you it didn't lose its ability to smell. <laughs> I understand. Like it's, it's some did not. Yes. Okay. Smell like smell like anything. Um, yeah, but I did. Yeah. And that was really weird. And it was one, super weird. Because one thing that was super hard about. Oh, sorry. Go on. I cut you off. What were you saying? I just wanted to explain what it feels like to lose your sense of smell or sense of it. taste. Is like your tongue is the the parts of your tongue are divided up into like what what is actively being used like parts will parts of your tongue will sense savory and parts will sense sweet and parts will sense spicy um and so i could feel that those parts of my tongue were activated so i could tell if something was savory or sweet or spicy but i couldn't taste it Mm -hmm. um so that was super super weird um and then i also had like lots of the chills and the fever and the aches and pains and stuff um and then i've had this little cough and it's really rough to be pregnant while you have COVID because you, pee all the time. you already have like no bladder control. And so like every time you cough, you pee your pants. So that's like super irritating, <laughs> super irritating. But yeah, at this point, so, my cough is almost like, gone. It's she'll just like cough a little and bit. Hiram will ask if she peed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that was really weird about COVID from like a spiritual perspective that was really difficult was for both of us, one of the like major symptoms is almost um, a depression-like state. Yes, like l- l- lethargy. Lethargy. Lethargy is like is the noun, yeah. And apathy. 
yeah, lethargy and apathy. It's like, I didn't lose my sense of taste or smell, but nothing sounded good. I didn't have an appetite. I still don't really have an appetite right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I haven't quite gotten gotten back to normal. But nothing sounded good. Nothing was really exciting. Nothing was... Um, one of the weirdest things, like on this note, one of the weirdest aspects of it for me was I could just stare at the wall and not think and i could just stare there stare at the wall for hours and like there are times during the day where i would do that like i would just lay down and i would stare either like at the wall or at my phone or just something and and just not think for a long time and like before i knew an hour and a half had passed away Mm mm-hmm and that was super weird for me because usually I have a, I have a huge... Very active mind. Yeah. I have a problem with it even. It's mm-hmm. like I have a hard time calming my mind down, especially before bed. But with this, it was completely numb. Like and I, I think like a weird part about it was that, I mean, I, I kind of felt the same way. Like you're just like so tired and so like numb in your brain. I felt that... There must be like a COVID brain thing happening, but you don't even care for so long. Like it's, it's like, it's like, oh, I know that I don't care, but I don't I don't care that I don't care, which is really hard for us because we're big planners. We're planners. We love goals. We, we can't slow down. And so for us to just be like, I have no goals, I have no plans and I don't care is super weird. Yeah. It usually takes a like when we're sick, we still don't lo- like we still don't lose our like progress drive. We try to push and ourselves. And we probably try too hard to push ourselves yeah. when we're sick. But this was like we couldn't. Yeah, I did go on a nine mile bike ride <clears throat> during He's the middle crazy, of one by of the my. Way. I think I did it twice actually. I didn't I didn't do it Thursday and Friday? Yeah, yeah. But then you didn't feel great afterwards. No, but it was worth. I felt really good during during, and then for like thirty minutes afterwards, and then after that I was like dead yeah but i felt bad before so at least got an hour and a half that was good (laughs) yeah i guess so um it wasn't quite an hour and a half but so that was that was really difficult spiritually Mm -hmm. but we did have a few takeaways i think the first takeaway along those lines was we have to um we have to like force ourselves (laughs) to to include more spiritual things in our day even if we even if we didn't have the mental capacity to really do any good studies and for me that was difficult because that's how i really get kind of spiritually rooted and grounded is i have deep doctrinal studies and by deep doctrine i'm not talking about like obscure things but like really studying what the difference between faith and hope is or that was one i did yeah this we did today together actually Uh, and so that's that's what I need usually to kind of feel spiritually fed, and I wasn't able to do that. I just didn't have the mental capacity to do it, and so I focused on the the past couple of days. I've tried really hard to include more spiritual podcasts, or listening to more devotionals, or listening to scriptures, even if I wasn't able to read them and like like analyze them. So I think that was one thing that I took away. Like just trying to increase the amount of spiritual stuff you have in your life. Kind of always, but especially when you're in those those ruts. 
Mm-hmm. I felt like I was just for many days in a constant like, oops, um, like my life was a series of naps, which I kind of talk about when I talk about like, like when you have a brand new baby, um, your life feels like a series of naps because you never actually get a full night's sleep. But in this case, it was a little bit different because it was like I felt like I was always sleeping with tiny breaks of being awake. And so I never felt like I got anything spiritual out of my day. Yeah. Because I wasn't reading and I was always asleep. I didn't even like pray that much. I just was like dead to the world. Yeah. And spiritually. My my prayers were like, Father. Take this away right now. Please. (laughs) Make me feel better. Make this stop, please. Yeah. (laughs) There weren't... They weren't very well-rounded prayers, for sure. Yeah, it was more like just begging for it to go away. Um, yeah, so I definitely struggled spiritually throughout the whole thing, and which is, it's a bummer. Is and that I'm, like is that ingenuine or is that more genuine, right? Because like if you're I in a, a conversation with the father or anyone and you're in immense pain and you're like trying to make polite talk because you're like I I know I need to be nicer and ask you about you. But in actuality, I'm in so much pain, I can't care. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's okay. He's probably like he's okay, okay with, with it. it. He's like, I, I get know. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, um, something else we learned from our COVID experience was we could do a lot better at serving other people. Or maybe phrase it better. We got some really cool we, ideas or like yes. hacks yeah, for yeah, service. Yeah, yeah. That's a better way to say it. That we had not considered before we received the service. We are not often like the people that the need service. We're very actively engaged in like helping other people. Yeah. Which I don't say like to brag. That's not what I mean at all. But yeah, well, it's like we're, we're not in a phase of life where we frequently are on the receiving end. Like it just... Yeah. Anyways, so we had quite the opportunity to be served, and it felt really, really great. Yeah. Um, and we're so grateful for the people that are in our congregation um, that, like, stepped right in and made us meals and put together care packages yeah. and stuff. It and was so helpful. And if you were listening from, the, from our ward, Emily uh, was super touched and bawled for, like, 10 minutes. I cried. Like, yeah. Yes. Well, okay, so one of the care packages I thought was really genius um, that a care package was even thought of, but um, it was cozy socks, which is perfect because you're freezing all the time. Like, if you get the chills with your symptoms, you're just so cold and it hurts to move because your bones are so cold and achy. So that was so helpful. Um, A pack of Gatorade, a box of tissues, chapstick. Oh, yeah, Gatorade, by the way, you just pound this stuff. Oh, yeah. It's Pound very it. helpful. Um, cough drops. I think that was Chapstick. it. Chapstick, yeah. Um, and then meals. People brought us meals. Once they heard about us having it, that was a Sunday. So, like, everyone found out at church when we weren't at church. Um, and as soon as church was over, I got a text that was like, hey, we have the next four days of meals coming to you, so don't worry about dinners yeah. and I was like it was super, what oh my gosh. super nice and it was a huge relief for me because Emily was down and I was still working during the week and so I was trying to work and then also like take care of the kids and 
take care of Emily on top of that. Uh, and so it was very stressful. And then, uh, and then like making dinner on top of that, which I I was doing, I had been doing for yeah. several nights before and I was happy to do it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that somebody came in and delivered meals for us, I didn't realize how much of a relief that was. Yes. And it, it took care of like all the dishes and stuff. Um, that, which one is of one hacks. of one yeah. of the hacks. Yeah. Was that, um, someone with their meal brought like all the silverware cups paper plates napkins like everything so like we didn't have to do any and everything anything. was disposable everything was disposable like no tupperwares it was all eat it and throw it away yeah including the like the containers for the food it yes. was in like disposable kind of like to-go box type so we didn't style stuff. we didn't have to think about okay who brought us which tupperwares and stuff like that which was super nice because we had several people bring us food. Yeah, and and we we had some people bring us Tupperwares, and, and it wasn't it wasn't like a dish. I didn't think less of it or anything because oh, no, no. that's how we've done it. Yeah, but it was it was such like a cool oh like hey that's a cool thing that's a good idea. Like yeah, we should we should try and and you know get to a point where we're we're doing that when we bring meals to people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was super awesome. Yeah. It's very cool, and I feel super grateful for everyone that helped out. Yeah. And I'm super grateful for Andrew because he's a freaking angel. <laughs> I was seriously so gone, and he was just perfect and swooped in and took care of everything and never made me feel like I had abandoned my post or anything. Yeah, which is really funny because... When when you were sick and you kept apologizing, you felt really bad. I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't, why do you feel bad? I'm like, you're sick. Right. But then as soon as I was sick and I was, was down for apologizing two days, every two seconds, I, I was felt like, stop. Awful. Like awful, awful, awful. Yeah, like I'm here to take care yeah. of you too, so don't feel bad. Uh, last. If anything, I felt terrible because I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you giving it to me, and I could have isolated it from you, but my heart was breaking that like you were so sick and i knew how much you wanted like me to be close yeah i don't like to do sick alone like you like to be pampered i like to be pampered yeah and it like broke my heart and so i I couldn't i couldn't leave you so Mm -hmm. like well if i'm gonna get sick i'll get sick yeah and i'd already been exposed to you at that point so anyway last thing we wanted to share that we learned uh when we were talking about covid was something that actually came from one of these spiritually edifying podcasts that we've been listening to that we talked about earlier. Yes. Uh, so there's so, a podcast. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So there's a podcast um, called Follow Him. And um, what our church does for like a, a curriculum through the year is the curriculum is like a certain section of um, scriptures that we all read the same week. Um, and then we have our like our church classes and stuff like associated with it. It's like your your home study throughout the week and your personal study is on, we're all studying the same thing. Right. And And it's called Come Follow Me. So um, this podcast, Follow Him or the Follow Him podcast, I'm not sure what it is, but um, it's Hank Smith and John, by the way. And both very well known like religion professors. Yeah. And they're so, so awesome to listen to. Um, anyways, they released their episode on Doctrine and Covenants section 84 and yes, it was, we were like a priesthood. week behind. Yeah. So when we were loving this, it was already like a week later, but 
um, it was all about the priesthood. Yeah, and it was, they had a guest on Dr. Barbara Gardner? Barbara Gardner? Possibly. We'll, we'll put that in the show notes so you can correct, so that she can correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> but she talked about presiding and what presiding actually meant. Uh, and so to kind of frame the rest of this conversation, there's a great <laughs> document called the Family Proclamation. So we've talked about this before in the podcast, but it, it's a basically a short uh, doctrinal statement on the family that the church put out in, in the mid-90s. And it says, The family is ordained of God. Marriage between man and woman is essential to his eternal plan. Children are entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony and to be reared by a father and a mother who honor marital vows with complete fidelity. Pause. I love how the emphasis is on the rights of the children. Like the the children are entitled mm-hmm. to birth within the bonds of matrimony and to be reared by a father and mother. Okay. Uh, happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities. By divine design, fathers are to preside over their families in love and righteousness and are responsible to provide the necessities of life and protection for their families. Mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children in the sacred responsibilities fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal partners. So first, one thing that we've been thinking about a lot is how um, we are equal partners in fulfilling these roles. We've been really blessed in our marriage. We've talked about this a lot the past two weeks. In that we never really like struggled in in like figuring out what responsibilities the other had. Um, I don't know. How would you describe it, this one? We've talked about this before. I just like I feel like we're coming up on six years this weekend, and like six years married, and I feel like there have been like brief moments where. Like, we have had some confusion about, like, roles and stuff. But I feel like for the most part, we that hasn't really been something that we've had a big struggle with. With who's in charge of what and roles and stuff like that. It's just, it feels very much like a team effort all the time. And I love that about you. And you've naturally, um, you have definitely naturally taken to your responsibility. It says you're primarily responsible for the nurture of their children. Uh, and then <clears throat> fathers are primarily responsible to preside over their families in love and righteousness, provide the necessities of life, and protection for their families. And I feel like we've really naturally... We've naturally really went in the ways those. that... Yeah. But one thing that was very evident this past these past two weeks is that we are equal partners in that, which means yeah. when one is down, the other helps. right? Mm-hmm. And I don't like to say the word help because help... <coughs> In my mind, help kind of implies that, like, it's not part of your responsibility. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, it's not, it's not really... It's like when people ask their husband to babysit. Right. And I'm not it's a like, babysitter. No, yeah. you're being the dad. You're not babysitting. Right. You're not watching the kids. Like, you are being the dad. Right. 
Um, so, like, kind of in that way, it's not like you're providing us, like, a, an extra service, which you, I mean, it I'm kind of serving, is. Like, you're but, serving me. But being equal partner but, is serving each other. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so yeah. that was something that became really evident for us because that I both stepped in when, like, when you were down, you stepped into my, more of my roles, the things that I usually do. And when you were down, like, I stepped in and kind of took care of the roles that you usually take mm-hmm. care of and it didn't ever i i wasn't bitter about it because i i never went one i never felt like i was doing something that i wasn't supposed to be doing or i was t- picking up your work because it's yeah it's our work mm-hmm. this is just i was doing the things that you usually take responsibility for right. well i really like in the podcast that we listened to um that little part where Dr. Barbara was talking about um, the pioneers. Do you oh, want to yeah. go ahead and sh- share that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so there is a monument to the Martin and Willie handcart companies. They were um, crossing the plains from the United States to then Utah Territory, and which was United States Territory, but it wasn't an incorporated state yet. And they were crossing the plains in hand carts, which are basically like glorified wheelbarrows. <laughs> uh, and they got stuck in a lot of, they got stuck in, in early snow and a lot of people died. And Dr. Barbara was there with her mom. She was a, a little girl and was looking at the, the monument and saw that most of the names were men. And she, of people that had died. Yeah, of people that had died. Most of the names were men. And she said, Mom, like, why are most of the men, people who died men? Like, the men are the stronger ones. They could have easily gotten over. Like, why are most of them dying? And the mom said, well, they were presiding. They were sacrificing themselves for their family. The they men were, were the ones that were giving up their meals for their wives and kids. They're the ones that were carrying their children and wives across icy rivers and plains and they were the ones that were sacrificing everything so yeah so i love that insight about about presiding and we're not going to dive into much more about that this has already been kind of a long episode but if you're interested in hearing her insights about that it was a two hour it was like two or one hour episodes and that that she did with with the podcast it was awesome and i would highly recommend it We'll, we'll link that in the show notes but it was super, super inspiring. Please go give it a listen if you want to learn more mm-hmm. about what presiding means. And it would be super fun to have either John, by the way, or Hank. Yeah, Smith we should on. reach out to them. Also, just I think it's crazy that we went to China in January of 2020 and didn't get the virus, and a year and a half later we got right. it. Right. Yep. It was crazy. Yeah, but I I was fully vaccinated and mine only like my his symptoms my were way more mild. Symptoms were my, so my symptoms were more mild, uh, and my serious symptoms really lasted like two days. Yeah. So it's worth it, at least my experience as far as your reaction to to the virus. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know, anything else you want to say on this topic? Um, no, I don't think so. But do you have a love or less than love? Oh man. I'm really loving Gatorade and Nilla wafers right now. 
That's my jam. Yeah, Them we just got a jams. whole box, and I looked I and it was empty thing. today. I, I like, didn't even what? notice it yesterday. It was like <laughs> the, the one thing I have like wanted has been uh, Nilla wafers. Mm-hmm. I yeah, and I don't really wafers. care for them that much. I'll eat like two in a box, but that's it. I don't, I don't like to share them with the kids. No, you don't. Nope. It's okay. I don't like to share. Luckily, anything. Hiram doesn't love them all that much. The kids don't really love them. Ruth will eat them because she. Ammon likes them. Loves all of them. Yeah, but Ammon doesn't eat that much, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, Ruth would eat the whole box if you, like, let her, yeah. just because she eats like crazy <laughs> and she doesn't know how to moderate. She snacks. She does not eat meals though. Yeah, she's a hardcore snacker. Um, okay, let's see. Love or less than love. Um, okay, love. I this is kind of related to the whole COVID thing, but. As much as I didn't like losing my sense of smell or taste, it was actually kind of nice because I couldn't smell any dirty diapers and I couldn't smell the dog poop when I was picking it up. I couldn't smell anything. And so it was like, I was worried that my house smelled bad, but no, no one, one was come in the house coming anyway, so. in anyways, so it didn't really matter. Um, and... Yeah, so that was kind of nice. I'm going to call that my love, that I got to go like a week without smelling <laughs> anything bad. <laughs> Granted, I couldn't smell anything good either, but <laughs> but I couldn't smell awesome. anything bad. Well, we are so grateful that you guys have taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Thank if, you so much. If you think somebody else would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Uh, leave us a rating and review uh, on whatever platform you use to listen to us. I don't, not all of them allow ratings and reviews. No. But Apple Podcast does. And yes. that's where we have most of our traction. And so. So if you're on Apple, go ahead and leave us a rating and review. We'd super appreciate it. And if you're on Instagram, go ahead and follow us too at Outpost of Heaven. We'd love to connect. All right, guys. We love you. Keep the faith. Bye.